0: Hello mama! So excited for this episode today. Just wanted to have a little bit of fun. Just kind of mix it up. Talk about something a little bit different, but I know that probably many of you are wanting and needing. So we're going to talk today about how to teach your kids about God. Like what are just the practical ways we can do this? Just timing wise, even how we can sneak it in the, the, the specific conversations we can have. All of it, and I'm excited to share it with you because it's just its just fun. Just such an easy way to get a win and to really just amp up your parenting game because this is the stuff that really matters and it really isn't as hard as it sounds. So if you're intimidated by the idea of teaching your kids about God, praying with them, then this episode is for you and I'm so excited. I also, before we jump in, and you might be sick of hearing me say it, but, It is not too late to jump into the academy, and I am not going to say sorry for... (laughs) saying it again because I know there are some of you out there that need to hear this, that you have known it's for you and you haven't jumped in and maybe you're even kicking yourself because you're like, ah, oh, today's the first day and I just never took action on it. Hey, it's not too late. I can get you all set up today and the we don't have our group coaching call for a little bit of time and so you have enough time to get the homework done still. So jump And it's going to be so incredible if you are ready you know we're talking about kids today and teaching them if you're ready to build yourself a biblical foundation for yourself so that you can have that confidence to speak to your kids and then know what that's going to look like as a parent and and just make some progress in that area then the academy is for you we are just go into everything from healing yourself to healing your relationships and then healing your world And so if you're ready to stop the yelling, stop the anxiety, to know what to do when those moments do arise, where you're so frustrated with your kids, where you're feeling so out of control, I want to teach you. And I want to do it with you. And I want to get in the mud and the muck with you. If you listened to the last episode, (laughs) I'm ready. So sign up. Let's go. I will make a spot for you if you do it in like the next 24 hours we can make it happen all right go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com the link is also in the show notes or morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number eight dot com and i can't wait to see you there but let's now jump into today's episode Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for, all right mama i'm so excited to lean into today's episode and you might be hearing my children run around above me (laughs) <laughs> uh, we have a friend watching them right now, and they are loud, and it's beautiful. I can hear them giggling, and you know our main level is on top, and so you just hear every little footstep. So if that's what you're hearing, just know it's the beauty of children playing, which is such a perfect uh, sound for today's episode, because we're going to jump in to what it looks like to teach your kids about God, to, to speak this into them, to help them navigate this and start thinking about it, because... You know i've talked about it here and there but i don't know if i've had an episode in a while on it and it's something that when i first became a parent i didn't really think about too much you know i thought about praying for them at bedtime and at meals and just little things and we're going to talk about that too even if you know if you haven't even done that that's okay we're going to talk about the specifics but i didn't even think about all of the different ways that we can do this and there's so many opportunities throughout our day and i just want to dive into some of those so We're going to talk through just a few different components. And hey, you do not need to be a Bible expert to do this. You do not need to be a teacher to do this. You do not need to just know everything about faith and have been a Christian forever and know the whole Bible to do this. None of that. The beauty is, like, you can learn with your kids. You can, you know, and as you learn, you can share that with your kids. And okay, one of the the secrets, okay, let's just dive in because this is going to go into it as we dive in. So the first kind of area that you can help teach your kids about God is in reading them the Bible. Now it sounds so obvious, but this is what I was going to go into. The beauty of children's Bibles is that it unpacks Bible stories in the most beautiful, simplistic way that helps even adults understand the the big picture. Because I know, you know, when we read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, which most of these Bible stories are in the Old Testament, it can be so easy to get lost in the details and to to try and, you know, get through it. And sometimes it's just hard to understand how they're unpacking the story. Or maybe we haven't, we're intimidated by reading the Bible. And we're trying to understand like what it's saying to us and what we should take away from it. And, And just even trying to remember the details of a story. And so the cool part about a children's Bible is that you get to know the Bible so much faster. Now we still need to read our real Bible. Absolutely. And when you, when our kids reach a certain age, we want to read that Bible to them as well. But especially in those early years, it's so amazing to read the kid's Bible to them because they are getting so much from it and you get like a quick Bible lesson. And you can, as you read it, because the, the stories are so short, you can so easily just see how God might be trying to speak to us. You can kind of see why this might be part of the Bible, how, what lessons it's trying to teach us, how the Holy Spirit might want to use it in our lives. And so I highly recommend getting a children's Bible. I think ours is called the children's Bible. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to link it in the show notes. Um and I've heard I've had people do different ones. There's so many great versions of it. Um, but you know, the one that I have, the pictures aren't the best, but I love the simplicity of the stories because I tried a different one and there's just way too many words, especially for my kids. And my kids are four and two and my five-month-old who, you know, obviously isn't gaining too much from the Bible, but hey, it's never too early to start because the word of God is powerful. But, you know, what we do with this is we will often, and this usually happens on our slow mornings where we don't have to uh, rush off to school, but we will sit at the breakfast table and read a Bible story. And we do this a couple different ways. Sometimes they choose which one. Sometimes we do that same one day after day because they really like that one. And I think that's really good. I know repetition for kids is really helpful. It just helps cement those ideas inside of them. So that's great. Um, lately, we have been kind of just going in order for from the front of the Bible and just going straight back so they're kind of getting um story after story in order. So there's so many different ways to do it and it really only takes like maybe not even 5 minutes. Um you know, and I think it's cool to unpack it after and ask questions. Hey, what do you think that meant? Hey, what did you get from this story? What was your favorite part? I think that's great to have conversation around it, but even with the conversation it's going to be under 5 minutes. And you know, the cool thing too, is it gets our kids just hungry for God's word. I know after every time I read my kids a Bible story, they're like, another one, please, another one. Can you can you read the next one? And they're like, so sad when we have to put the Bible away. And I always feel so bad about it too. I'm like, I want to keep reading because I love that my kids are hungry for God's word, but I also know we got to like, go do some stuff too. <laughs> but This is just such a great tool that you don't want to miss to get your kids excited for God's word. And you know, there's other resources too. Uh, Louis Giglio has a bunch of really cool devotionals for all different ages. And I know my son has loved those. We have one that's a little bit too old for him, but it goes into science of different things and connecting it to scripture. And it just like, I have some friends that use that with their kids who are a little bit older and I know they absolutely love that. And it just gets them so excited again for God's word. Like any way that we can get them excited for God's word, that is a win we want to do that. So look up Louis Giglio and check out some of his devotionals. There's also one that is, uh, he makes that's for even younger kids. And it's so simple and it's just going into the world. And w- also what we can learn from science, but just for younger kids, like like my kids ages. And uh, they love just diving into that. And there's just like these little Bible lessons just in, in the little bits of the book. And as you learn about the earth, you learn about God and his word. So Get some devotionals, get a children's Bible, use this on the regular. Now, There are some days that when we are rushing off to school, we have not been able to have a regular time in the morning to read the Bible. Now you can also do this at night. There's a lot of other ways to fit this into your day, but because you know I start my day with the Bible, it's just that's that's how I think about it for my kids as well. And so one of the things that we have been doing is that we will talk, uh, share a Bible story on the way to school. Now I actually have friends that. (laughs) At stoplights and stop sign, well, not maybe, maybe not stop signs. At stoplights, she'll read a devotional to her kids, so that they get that on the way, and that is great too. Um, but we don't have that many stoplights on our way to school. So what I have been doing is telling my kids a Bible story, just from my heart. And you know, I do love teaching, and so this is, this might come more naturally to me than it might to you. And that's okay. So if you're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to like, I think you can hear what I'm going to share and you could probably mimic it. But if not figure out your own way, what does it look like for you? Maybe it's just waking up early and making sure you get the time to read the Bible. And maybe it is you know, finding an audio version that you can listen to in the car and just have conversations about it afterwards. Whatever it is, find your version of it. But I do just want to share uh, one of the Bible stories that I've been telling my kids that they just love and the kind of conversation we have afterwards. So a few of the ones that we just really love to go into are Daniel in the Lion's Den, Jonah and the Whale, David and Goliath, uh, even Elijah on Mount Carmel. Those are some like really good ones that are really kind of easy to tell, easy to get the the storyline out of, to, to get the, the theme out of. And so I'm just going to give you an example. So <laughs> this is how I would tell the story of daniel and the lion's den to my kids okay so and hopefully i get all the details right you know it's been a minute since i read the story in the bible itself and so a lot of this is influenced by the children's bible and you know when you tell a story a lot of times sometimes slight details get changed the premise in general is accurate but in case i miss like one tiny detail don't judge me okay so a long time ago and i always emphasize like this is real. This isn't just a story. This happened in real life a long time ago. So a long time ago, there was a kingdom and this kingdom was ruled by a king. And this king had many advisors and one of those advisors was named Daniel. Now Daniel knew and loved the one true God. And the king actually really loved Daniel. Daniel was the king's very favorite advisor. Because of this, All of the other advisors were very jealous of Daniel. Now, here you could even go into jealousy and how that hurts you, and you can, you know, dive in in this part. Um, We we have done that at times. And so they keep going, you say, and... You know, the king's advisors were very jealous of Daniel, and so they decided to come up with an evil plan to hurt Daniel. And they convinced the king to make a bad law that said that anyone that did not bow down to the king and worship the king would be thrown into the lion's den. Oh my goodness, and the king the king, made this law, and when Daniel heard about it, he knew that he would have to break the law because he knew that above all else, he needed to obey the one true God. And so the time came and everyone bowed down to the king and worshiped the king, and Daniel did not. And the advisors ran to the king and told the king, 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 Daniel didn't bow down and worship you. He bowed down to God. Now, when the king heard this, he was sad. He realized that he had been tricked, but he had to fulfill the law. And so he had to put Daniel into the lion's den. And so they lowered Daniel into the lion's den. It was dark and had roaring lions. (gasps) Do you think he was scared? I always ask them that and I ask him if they think he was scared. And we, we, do, we go a couple of different ways with this. And so sometimes they'll say, no, he wasn't scared because God was with him. And I'll say, you're right. He knew that God was with him and he trusted that God would take care of him. But sometimes we also talk about how, hey, he might have been a little bit scared. He might have been a little bit worried about what might happen. But even when he was scared, he trusted God. Even when he felt scared, he did the right thing and chose to have faith that God would take care of him and so you can go a couple of different ways with that and some depends on the day which way we go because both are important like knowing that we have to do the right thing even when we're scared and then also knowing that we don't ever have to be afraid because God is with us and actually this is kind of something that um, I always teach my kids so anytime they're saying oh I'm scared that there's something in the corner or I'm scared of going downstairs by myself or I'm scared of talking to this person whatever it is I say oh do you need to be afraid and they go no and I I say, why do you not need to be afraid? And they say, because God is always with me. And even my two-year-old can say that. And so I just love like those little ways to help them shift their mindsets. Because I think fear is something so many of us struggle with. And I think as the world gets more and more uh, complicated and dark and, you know, just d- d- bad stuff, right? It's fear is going to be more and more prevalent. And so we need to teach our kids to not let fear take root in them, to not allow a spirit of fear to come upon them. And so that starts just at such an early age. Now, my kids still struggle with fear sometimes. It doesn't mean that this like works to the point where they're no longer afraid. And even when they say it sometimes, like, God is always with me. They still, like, I asked my son to go put like the extra rolls of toilet paper in my bathroom and... <laughs> We have this toilet that makes a lot of noise. And so even after he reminded himself that God is always with him, he still didn't want to go. (laughs) So that's okay. But we're just, we're just reinforcing this again and again and again so that this, the word of God can get just like those roots run deep in their hearts. Okay. So going back to the story, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. He trusted that God would be, God would be with him. And so the next morning, the king ran to the pit, and the king shouted down, Daniel, did your God save you? And Daniel shouted up to the king, yes, king, my God, shut the mouths of the lions, I am safe. And they pulled him out of the lion pit, and the king rejoiced, and he started following God and got the whole kingdom to follow God, all because Daniel had had the courage to do what was right, even when he felt scared, even when it looked like it it could be hard. He chose to be courageous and obey God. And so then I, I say with them, hey, like, Wow isn't that cool that Daniel's courage did that how how could you be courageous and so sometimes we'll we'll try and talk about that They're a little bit young to try and to think about that but I just love this story so specifically for the culture that we're in because I know that there is moments the, the way that culture is headed um, there's gonna be moments where, when they stand up for what God says, it's gonna look like it's wrong. It's maybe even gonna look like breaking a law. It's it's gonna look like going against what everyone else is doing. And, you know, cause even when we look at Christianity, people look at it and, and they think that it's, uh, we're bigots, we'll think that our beliefs are evil, right? And so we want to get our kids used to this idea that when we follow God, it's going to take courage and it's going to go against what everyone else is saying. And so if we can just begin to help help show them this, even when they're young, that's just going to help them be able to stand in that courage more and more as they grow older. And when they're faced with a moment, because these moments are going to come sooner than we want them to, when they're faced with that moment of, of choosing, do I follow my friends or do I follow what I know God's words? says, they're going to be reminded of the blessings that come with courage, of how God calls us to that, of of this really cool guy named Daniel that stood up for what was right, and God blessed him and took care of him. And so it's just such a fun way to just unpack God's word for these kids. Okay, so I hope that, I hope that helps you, um, just to know how you can kind of talk about some of these stories, and um, let me know if that was helpful. I can share more kids' stories. I just don't want to bore you. <laughs> These kids' stories. Um, but I I just I I it's so fun to unpack these. So I hope you have fun with it too. Okay. I want to touch base just for a minute on prayer and what it looks like to pray with your kids, where you can fit this into your day. Cause I for me, how I ever do anything on the regular is it just happens automatically. Like it's 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 in my routine stacks. And when I say that, I don't mean like these fancy things that I have intentionally like really sat down and thought through. Sometimes it's kind of evolved that way, but really it's kind of like the natural progression of things, right? The kids get up they got to get dressed, they got to get breakfast, we go in the car, right? It's just that natural rhythm that happens. And so the way that I I add in these things that really matter to ensure that I am parenting in the way that I believe in and want to, because it's so easy for the day to slip away, it's so easy to have intentions and not fill them because you're busy with a hundred other things, (laughs) like that's real. So the way that I prevent that is I have these little moments all throughout the day so that I can remain intentional and be the parent that I wanna be. And so prayer is is one of those things that I slip into all these little margins, things that already exist. And that's like a, a a a way that I think that you can up your mom game that you can get rid of mom guilt is taking the moments you already have and being more intentional with them, being more present with them and, and diving into things that matter in those moments. And so this is something you can do with prayer. So some of these, you probably are are very obvious to a lot of these, you probably already do, or maybe you don't do any of them and that's okay too. Um, but we're just going to go over all of them for what it is worth. Um, so first of all, uh, You know, every meal. That's a really obvious one, but I think that's such a good entry point. If you're not comfortable with prayer, you haven't been praying with your kids, and maybe you're new to prayer yourself, that is totally okay. And one of the best ways just to get a good habit going is praying before meals. You know, it's it's not about checking off the box. It's not that God is going to smite you if you do not pray before a meal. It's just more an excuse to pray is how I see it, like a reminder to pray. We sit down and it's like this automatic cue that it's time to pray. And so you you know, I usually don't take long because you know sometimes I do. It just depends on the moment, but it's usually just like a quick thing. Like, let's just pray over our day. God, please help us to love each other today. Please help me to be a good mom to these kids today. Please help them to learn to obey you, God, and and honor me and uh, their dad. And you know, just like quick, quick little nuggets, and you pray and you're done. And not that we have to get in and out, but with kids, like you do need to be careful. I think with young kids, it's just about how long you're praying. Like you don't want it to be a punishment to them, you know. Don't, don't want them to get bored. You want them to be excited about prayer. And so letting them pray too. I love. I've loved watching my kids do this at meal times now. Is uh, when we are sitting down for a meal. Sometimes we just automatically pray me or uh, my husband. Or sometimes we'll say, "Okay, who wants to pray?" Or we'll say, "Hey, Iliana, tonight is your night to pray." You know, whatever it is. Um, and if they don't want to, I don't force them to. Because again, I don't want it to be a Punishment to talk to God. It should be something beautiful and wonderful. I'll say, okay, well, maybe next time. Um, but, and then often if her brother starts doing it, then she all of a sudden wants to do it, of course. <laughs> but giving them that opportunity and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe they start and you finish and just giving them that chance to do that and get comfortable praying out loud. So, Meals can just be such a great, easy way to do it. And now my kids know, like we don't start eating until we pray. It's we we're gonna honor God before we do this. And it's just this this beautiful thing that is already built inside of them. So now they they have that rhythm of prayer already built in them. So it's these little things like and if you're already doing this, celebrate that. Don't just look at it as like, oh, that's not a big deal. No, you're building in rhythms of prayer for your kids, and that is so huge. Okay, uh, another one that I love is On the Way to School. Uh, this is something I only started, on in the last year. And I just love that opportunity. So usually, you know, every day looks a little different On the Way to School. We'll most often do some kind of Bible story like I shared. And then sometimes we'll do some uh, kids' worship. Sometimes we'll just pick fun songs to dance to. Um, sometimes I'll put on my worship because I just need some Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and then a lot of times I try to always pray over my kids before they go specifically my son because I usually drop the other kids off first and then we have my son and I have a, another short drive after that and so usually in that drive I always try and pray for him and I just pray over his day I used to ask him hey is there anything you want me to pray for and <laughs> he and so I'll still ask him sometimes but now he's like no just just pray normally." <laughs> So trying to teach him how to, you know, think about what he needs prayer for. But I'll pray over protection of him. I'll pray that he would be a good friend. I'll pray that people would be a good friend to him. I'll pray that he would listen to his teachers and be able to learn. Um, Pray that he'll be a light in that in the school that day. And uh, just whatever it is, is on my heart to pray for him. Sometimes it sounds the same because that's what's on my heart. And sometimes it's different. So don't overthink it. Just uh, pray for your kids out loud on their way to school. And it's um, I know my son loves it. Like when I when I forget he'll remind me and it's just so special to him. So I think one, uh, you know, we need to like prayer works. And so we want that protection to go with them. Uh, two, we want to teach them that this is something that we just want to make a habit of. We need to always be in prayer. And three, I think it just makes my son feel loved. It's this intentional moment. And so if you don't know like what to say, or if your kid doesn't want to answer questions about you know, who they're going to play with that day or what they're going to learn or whatever, then this is a way to be intentional and, um, yeah, just go deep with your kids in that moment. Okay. Another chance to pray is always at bedtime. I think that's an obvious one for some of us, but just every night when I tuck them in, I pray for them. And now also, this is another uh, thing that we've started. I don't even know how it started. I think my daughter started it, but w- w- they'll pray for each other. Specifically, my daughter wants <laughs> her brother to pray for her. And so she'll say, get can to pray for me? And so he'll come in and he'll pray for her just for very quick, just a second. Um, but it means so much to her and I just love that they're learning to pray for each other. And so I always use this chance to just pray over them at night and just think about, um, you know, what God has for them. I want, Pray about what I want them to be feeling as I'm raising them. Sometimes I'll I'll ask for forgiveness and say, God, please forgive me for, you know, having a hard day and not being kind. Or um, I'll you know ask God just to show me how to be a better mom to them. Or I'll ask God to help them learn to obey me and whatever it is. And so it's just such a beautiful opportunity. Um, and then in the last time that kind of that it fits into our day is whenever we, I get like a text or something from someone that's sick um, or, or just having a hard time, someone sends, someone essentially sends me a prayer request. And if it's something that's appropriate for the kids, then I'll say, hey, I just got this request, and this baby is sick, and we need to pray for them. And God says that when we join our faith in prayer, that it moves His heart, and and things change. So will you pray with me? And so we'll pray together. I usually try and encourage them just to even say one sentence, um, just to join with me in it. And it's just such a cool way to be praying for other people. And so I love doing that. Um, one other way that I think is really cool to do, and I don't do it enough, and I want to remember to do it, is when we having a hard day when I'm having a hard time being patient when they're having a hard time listening when we're just things are just not going well I really and I've done it before but I haven't again done it enough or even recently I want to just stop and pray and say hey let's let's reset like we're having a hard time God is with us and he wants to help us let's stop and ask him to help us and I know like you know from experience of when I have done that in the past or even just in my marriage when I've done that like it resets things in the most profound way and it's such a great thing to teach our kids that when they're in the middle of something challenging, what's the answer? Stop and pray, right? So that's just another really great way to incorporate prayer into your day. Okay, a couple other just ways to teach your kids about God. Um, a really simple one that I'm actually really not good at, but I've heard so many people talk about. And I just want to share it with you in case you haven't heard. Um, it's just kids songs. So we love kids worship. I will put on kids worship for them on the way to church sometimes or on the way to school. And if you just uh, search in YouTube for Kids worship songs, some really great ones will come up. Uh, The one we usually start with is the armor of God. And so this is one that I have heard people teaching their kids, and I've been trying to, I'm just, we're not there yet, uh, teaching their kids the armor of God so they know how to put on the armor every day. And I think that's such a cool way to prepare your kids to go into the world. So uh, that's a good one. Uh, Another one is fruit of the spirit. We have not even attempted this one yet, Uh, but teaching your kids the fruit of the spirit. And there's cool little, I think there's like a song that goes with it, and there's cool little hand motions. Functions. So that just is equipping your kids so that they know God's word, and they do it in a fun way that involves songs. So that's a couple just quick, quick things to keep in mind. Um, and then the last kind of category. And I'm running through these so fast just so you get some ideas about how you can do this. And I hope that you don't get overwhelmed by this, but just take one thing that stood out to you and try it this week. Um, and just one by one, you can. Just slowly add it into the routines in your life that already exist. So this last one is in conflict and discipline, and I think this is such a great opportunity to teach our kids. And you know, I've talked about this a little bit before when I've talked about the book Shepherding a Child's Heart, and I went through my whole series on discipline. Uh, that's back in like starting at eighty-five, I think, and going to into the hundreds, um, and. This is the the book really unpacks how we can teach our kids in all of these little ways in, in the moments of conflict, in moments of discipline, in in ways to serve each other, and it goes so deep into it. And so now I've I've just loved getting to incorporate that into the way that I talk to my kids, and it's become so natural because it's just how I see everything. It's how I see you know, if, if my kids are fighting, I'm not just seeing them as you're not being nice. It's, it's seeing it as you're disobeying God's laws. Like God asks you to love each other. God asks you to take care of each other and serve each other. How are you guys doing that right now? How can we do that? How can you go love your sister? How can you serve your sister? And so I just see it I see, that's the lens I see every interaction through. Now, there's there's some that I don't always bring up God in every single little conversation we have. But what I mean by that is as I'm trying to correct them, as I'm trying to get them to clean up, we're, we're connecting everything back to God's word and, and the why behind what we're doing. And I think that why is so powerful both for kids and adults. I know at our church when we're trying to get people to... um you know, serve in our church and and dive into a ministry, we always talk about the why behind the what. Why are we doing this? Because it's important to know that. Because if we don't have that vision, then, you know, we might be fine doing it at first, but then we're going to get tired of it. We're going to get annoyed in it. We're going to, you know, a bad attitude can creep in. But when we're reminded of the why, it's so much easier to do the what. It's so much easier to do the cleaning because we remember we're serving God. We're, we're honoring him by taking care of the things he's given us. We're taking care of our house. We're taking care of each other, right? And so that why behind the what is so helpful for all of us. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, just other moments too about like forgiveness. You know, my son today was building this cool Lego uh, tower or whatever it was, and my daughter had a two-year-old moment. And I shouldn't even say that. She had a moment of sin. It doesn't matter your age, It's sin. She grabbed it and she broke it apart, and he was so sad. It was something that was really important to him, and out of that moment, he grabbed it from her hand, and I don't know if he smacked her or threw it. Some, he did something. I don't know. And so in that moment... Right, we have to acknowledge both of the kids. Like they both have sinned. So I acknowledged my daughter first, and I said, "Hey, that is not how we treat each other. Is that how you love your brother? You know?" And talked about like that. That hurt him. He was that was something really important to him. How do you think that felt? Talking her through that, talking about how she can love and serve her brother. Um, and then I talked to my son, and you know, I said, "Hey, but that was not okay. That she did that." And it's also not okay how you reacted. Even when someone else does something wrong, it doesn't make it okay for us to do something wrong. We have to do the right thing even when other people are sinning. And so we had that conversation, but then he just, after that was just so sad and just so down. And he went down to his room and didn't want to play with everyone and was just kind of in this funk. And so I had to have a longer conversation about forgiveness and hey, like God, God calls us to forgiveness. And when we just let bitterness get, get stored up in our heart, then we are, first of all, sinning, but also we're just, we're we're ruining our day. Like you can go play with everyone and have fun, but you're letting this ruin your whole day. And so we talked through that. And then ultimately what, what got turned around and, oh, and we talked about how we have to forgive because God has forgiven us. And like, Hey, have you ever hurt your sister before? Have you ever been mean to her? Yeah. And God's forgiven you. And so now you've got to forgive your sister. And so we talked about that, but then ultimately what turned it all around was going through the four steps. If you don't know those, it's so helpful with your kids as well. And so I talked about, Hey, it sounds like you're feeling alone. And when you've, when you're feeling alone, you go and you isolate and you pull away from everyone but hey bud are you is it true that you're alone and he goes no I'm never alone I say, okay, so what could you do instead of isolating and going off to your room? And he says, I can go play with everyone. I'm going to go do that. And it's just crazy how fast that turned him around. All the other conversation was good and it was good teaching, but that was like the ultimate moment where he really turned around. So I'm kind of getting off on the point, but all of these things are opportunities to teach your kids about God. And we want to take all of them. So Again, no pressure to do all of them. I say we want to take all of them, meaning we just want to start teaching ourselves to see things through this lens always looking for these moments where we can pour into our kids in this way. So you're going to be great at this, mama. I know you, you, God has called you to this. And so he's equipped you for it. And, uh, he has given you just specific gifts that your kids need. So just lean into those. And I know that he's going to equip you for this. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for this ability to speak into our kids, God, that we get to teach them and guide them and help them learn about you. And God, I just pray for every mama listening myself included, God, that you would just Equip us more, God. You would help us to know the words to say when we're trying to teach our kids. You would you would give us little insights into what they need and and what Bible story we can teach them, God. And just help us to find our groove in teaching our kids. Help us to see what our gifts are and, and how we can enjoy this, God. And just give us eyes to see all of the opportunities there are for us to point them to you, God. And for us to do it in a way that's filled with joy, filled with your spirit, God. Not something that they dread or are annoyed by, but something that they get excited by because, God, that's who you are. You are so good. And all of your laws, God, bring so many blessings. I pray we would just be able to teach that to our kids and we would be able to live that out for ourselves as well. We love you, God. We pray you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more Mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more Mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.